This podcast is produced by All In Media, hosted by Itamar Roy. Hey, Alan. Nice Hi. to have you here. Oh, thank you. It's in English. Okay. It's in English, yeah. We're going to say here, we're going to speak in English. Okay. I've looked on both of your LinkedIn profiles. All right. Good for you. And I want to understand a bit further, but what each of you is doing, okay? So if you can please introduce yourself so we can understand, we can have a better perspective about your responsibilities. We'll start with Amir. Okay, excellent. Uh, thanks for having me. Pleasure. Uh, so uh, I run corporate development at Cornet. Been with the company just about over five years. It's part of my responsibility within the broader corporate development space. Uh, I work with uh, the company's management to help craft the company's corporate strategy, our five-year plan. Uh, we look into inorganic um, uh, growth activities through acquisitions or alliances. What you did previously is very interesting and maybe you can share it with us. And why you decided to come and work for Conit? Okay, so I, uh, um, I was very fortunate uh, in, uh, in my professional career to be part of organizations uh, that were very successful um, and um, exciting, ex- exciting journeys of companies that, again, without mentioning names, specific names, uh, we're here to talk about Cornet, but companies that went on very, um, uh, I would say, bold journeys, each one in its own industry, transforming different types of industries, but going and daring and daring to think big and daring to dream big, understanding that it's, it's a journey and, and companies that went through major transformations to continue being successful, growing. And uh, it's very fulfilling. It's very fulfilling to be part of those journeys. Um, and hundreds and thousands of people that are on, on this journey Um, as a, as on a personal level, I learned a lot through these uh, journeys and um, when I was looking for the next uh, endeavor in, in my life, in my career, I was, I was very intrigued uh, by the possibility of being part of such a journey again, but starting it earlier on. Um, and, uh, and that's kind of how my journey also evolved. I was in every step started a little bit earlier. in the journey and when the opportunity yes i came from different industries but uh the op when i was presented and uh, with the opportunity to join the cornet team i saw um i got extremely excited about the possibility of um uh, of joining what i believe is going to be a an amazing journey of building something transforming an industry um going from couple of hundreds of people to boom a few years later seeing thousands thousands of people as part of this journey um, growing a business making an impact adding customers um, that's kind of what 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 drove me f- as 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 where Cornet was um, overlay on that the fact that yeah, this is this is a very unique opportunity to both Be on a professional journey, but also do something that's impactful for the world. 
um, you know, in previous journeys I was with, you know, was extremely intriguing from a professional perspective. Uh, I can't say that we were um, transforming the world or transforming or uh, um, the environment or things. And Coronita is truly touching uh, the hearts of people because it's 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 doing something in a world that we can all connect with, fashion and uh, as as individuals. Um, we're making the world a better place. So there's there's a greater yes. There's always a mission as a, as executives to be successful professionally, but we're also doing um, something much bigger to the world. And uh, it's, to me, on a personal level, that's extremely fulfilling. Omer, all right. So you want to you working in a, well? you're the innovation guy. Now I am. Yeah. So uh, maybe I'll start a little bit from the beginning because yeah. um, I, um, I had the luck and the privilege to have quite a long journey um, um, at Cornet. So I've been a part um, of Cornet for a little over 11 years already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've, I've been doing a lot of different things uh, for the past uh, very good few years. Uh, I was running product strategy as well as marketing and, and brand strategy. Um, overall company strategy, uh, you know, uh, very close with Amir, um, CEOs, etc. Um, you work together on a daily basis, no, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Exactly. Um, running um, ESG and ESC strategy in the past few years, which actually I, I handed over to Amir right now. And now I'm heading over to, um, again, to my, to my next adventure, I would say. Um, we identified... Um, a year and, and so ago um, that there are a few um, very, very interesting strategic directions for us as a company that lay way beyond our core and our core expertise and our comfort zone. And we understood that in order to, um, to provide value in those domains, even though we have a, a, a very compelling value proposition, potentially it's going to be very difficult to do it within the domains of, of the existing um, way of, of thinking and way of, of executing things. Um, and we said that we need to start building something that can run separately, and that's what I'm doing right now. So I'm kind of like starting to build this segment of the business to actually go after uh, new opportunities that, uh, even though we have a lot of assets that can be very valuable over there, is not a straightforward catch for us to, to jump over that fence. A word that keeps coming, well, I've, I've read a lot about your work, about what you do and stuff like that, and I want to I understand the word disruptive. I mean... If I understand correctly the way and what Cornet is doing, she's trying to to bring a sort of disruptive element to the fashion industry. Am I correct? Can you further extend the, this explanation or am I I think I think it's a it's um, let's broaden it a little bit yeah okay and try to to define that. Um, it's I, I think it's even broader than disrupting. It's truly transforming. Uh, the fashion industry, textile industry, um, in, in whatever f- shape and form we define it, because textiles includes things like home decor and clothing and everything. So let's, let's use textile for a second as, as a centerpiece. Um, things in this industry, the way things are done, have not changed in hundreds of years. It starts uh, all the way from... The creation side and how things are designed and created and yes there's there's progress and there's technologies coming in but in general the entire concept of uh, from an idea to a finished product um, the methods that are being used are still 
methods uh, that have been developed over the hundreds of, of, of last years. And the world has changed immensely since. And if, if we start at that sort of high-level uh, uh, point, um, then what Cornit um, is trying to do step-by-step step through building products and technologies um, is really enabling, we call it unleashing creativity, um, we call it uh, producing efficiently on the back end, but it's, it's truly, if you try to simplify it, it's the way you create and express yourself and build fashion or textile-related products um, in a completely different way. Omel. Yeah, so um, if I may add, so I think that uh, Amir took a really good, like, where, where the outcome, where, where, where can the outcome, uh, what can the outcome be and what it will be. Uh, I'll actually, yeah, uh, would like to actually go back to the disruption part, which is pretty much kind of like the core of it. And then Amir kind of like said, okay, once you disrupt, this is what happens. And the impact is way bigger than just the disruption itself, which is, which is absolutely true. But I do think that disruption in its, in its essence is something that is very syn uh, synonymous with Cornet. Um, and it's not only about our tech. Yes. So as, as I'm our technology is actually taking something that was done this way for many, many years and doing it completely differently. It's not about optimizing existing processes. It's not about doing this a little better, a little differently. No, it's doing it completely differently. So in a sense, if you look even uh, about the business model of our customers, it's, it's taking the um, the benchmark business model and flipping it on its head. Instead of, uh, of uh, creating supply and then demand, it's about demand and supply. So it's about really changing things from the essence. I think that's, um, I would actually like to talk not about the technology side of things, but also uh, about what it is in, in Cornet's DNA. Uh, disruption is super important for us uh, because what we're trying to do is way bigger than who we are. Uh, and the only way to do that is by really disrupting the order that, that exists right now, is by doing the things completely What's the order that exists now? Um, super heavy supply chains, uh, retailers and large brands contr supposedly controlling the trends, manufacturing with a very, very clear mindset of one parameter in, in, in specific, cost per unit, driving cost per unit as low as possible, at the expense of... Just for our listeners, that's the current situation of the yes. fashion industry yeah. in general. At, exactly, at the expense of fair labor, at the expense of, of environmental impact, at the expense of, uh, of what is the type of, of apparel that we will be, you know, not forced but pushed into, um, into acquiring and then wearing. And we're talking about something completely, the, completely else, we're, we're different. We, we're talking about the other way around. We're talking about, um, you said, democratizing, right? Democratizing fashion is not only about lowering the bar of people that want to get on board and start becoming uh, fashion designers or fashion brands, but also about the end, not consumer, the people, right? People that use fashion. I don't, I, it's not about consuming fashion. So fashion for us is, is, the, is by far the the purest way of, of self-expression, right? You know what? Each one of you that came here, the, from the Cornet employees, the CEO, Ronen was here, each one of you has this very unique style of fashion, the way you, you guys are very fashionable in your daily, day-to-day, -day, the way you dress. Yes, and I think... Seriously, you know... Uh, no, in the sense that fashion is about self-expression and self-identity. Yeah. When you see the way we dress, you, know who we, are, you yeah. know who we are and you know what we want to express about, not about only what, what about we want to say, but about who we are. And I think that's, that, that for us is fashion. This is important to understand. And based on that, that, that understanding, you understand the disrupting 
is going to impact a lot of people on this planet, right? Because we all use fashion. So disrupting the order is about um, uh, allowing fashion users, I don't want to call consumers again, um, to express themselves through fashion. And this can only be enabled by really um, opening up, I would say, the space, you know, creating more and more opportunities that in the past did not exist. Uh, because of a lot of limitations, many of them are technology-based that on top of that build commercial and business models that just, you know, narrow down the options more and more and more. And it's about kind of like breaking that pattern, breaking that axiom, if you want to say, and, 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 and doing things differently. I want to... Maybe, yeah. you know, I think uh, maybe to give you a... Uh, try to illustrate it sort of in, in a real-life kind of example, right? Uh, if um, in terms of the limitations that exist today, Okay, so let's say, for example, you're a creator, a designer, uh, you want to try and, and bring something to life. You have many constraints that are on your back. Um, a lot of them are coming on the production side of things, right? So you can't, um, you know, the terminology of unleashing creativity, you know, you potentially have some barriers. You want to go in a certain way. You want to experiment quickly. You want to um, uh, change your designs on the fly. Yes, on the on the digital side, maybe you can, you know, there's software uh, elements and there's cr uh, creation tools and there's things that allow you possibly to start thinking about things. But then but then the constraints on the back end uh, start. Now, in, in the world of textile, first of all, there are constraints in terms of you can't, you know, you need a certain cut. You need people are built in a certain way. So it's not like you could potentially do everything you want, but it's also the speed you can manufacture it. You need to test it. It needs to come back. Um, and part of, um, uh, part of this journey that we're on, this, this transformation through our technologies is to remove those barriers for you so you can uh, produce it faster, so you can test it faster, so it's, uh, it's accessible. Um, let's, talk a bit of, let's talk about strategy. I want to better understand you work some of the some of the things you're responsible for m a etc the way you work with investors having said everything we've said about the fashion industry what do you see or what do you look for in companies that you wanna that you want for example to to acquire or you want to work with or you want to create a sort of collaboration with is there something in the fashion industry that you can understand and share with that you understand and you can share it with us so uh, so let me take take a half a step back for a second and also connect it sort of you you know we started this conversation through asking us you know personally what do we do yeah. in the company and, and and let's sort of try to connect that back um, I see my res my um, partnership responsibility as as a leader and uh, my team is in sh is is Working with my peers, you asked about you know Omar and I obviously work closely together, but but the both of us work with our with uh, the rest of the management team and the rest of the leadership team in the company, which is basically constantly looking at that mission and that vision, and where um, the kind of the what we aim to do as a company, but then take sort of I would call it the bottom up approach to that right, and translate that into what does it mean what products do we need? What go-to-market do we need? Uh, what kind of organization do we need? Where do we want to be in three years from now? Where do we want to be in five years from now? Or in 10 years from now? Um, and and this you is need to be aligned on your day-to-day -day work to 
to forecast or to see that you're in line with the forecast of what are you expecting to have in 10 years from now? It's, it's part of your day-to-day work? It, it's, first of all, in, in the world of corporate strategy, it's not something you, you know, it, it has larger quantums, I call it. You know, it's, uh, um, you know, you check yourself, you know, you don't revise your strategy every year, right? Um, you have a strategy, you build an execution plan behind it, and, you know, you, you look at it all the time. Probably every two, three years, you tweak it, you fine-tune it. The market has changed. The... Something in the, in the macroeconomic has changed. Uh, uh, things move very fast, uh, especially in the technology industry. So yes, it, it, you go back to the drawing board every two, three years and see if you need to um, adjust yourself, take a, a little bit uh, fine-tune to the right uh, or to the left. Um, but that is kind of um, our responsibility as, as a leadership uh, in general. And Omer and I, of course, are closely Um, uh, on a day-to-day basis working alongside those things. That's kind of how the, um, the company operates, right? It's constantly looking at that uh, mission and vision and translating that into sort of a bottom-up approach of what products, what go-to-market, what business model. And that also leads into the focus areas that we look at um, when we're trying to define what are we doing organically and what we're doing inorganically, uh, to your question. Um, we have tremendous capabilities, Um, inside we're building great products we have core technology which I think Ronan uh, touched on in um, in his uh, in his conversation and I'm sure Kobe and and the rest of the teams will get into more deeply but we have our core expertise in technology in the area of um, um, uh, decorating textiles printing on textiles in a digital way for us to be able to execute on our um, vision and mission and build the All of these uh, tools or technologies that are required to execute on that um, some places we do not have the expertise and that's the those are the areas where we look at things like acquisitions things like partnerships we've done some in the past we'll do more in the future these can be in the area of certain software expertise that we have maybe less in the company or you How to manage content or how to design content or things that are probably a little bit um, outside of our core expertise of building the best production technologies um, on uh, for on-demand production can you say a word about innovation everything here is very innovative and I want to I want to understand what's innovation for credit because everything that you're doing is practically innovation I mean you know yes it is so I th- So when we talk about innovation, the benchmark has to be us, right? So if, uh, we're a technology company. Um, in a sense, uh, we're a global company, but uh, headquarters, R&D, is based out of Israel. Um, and, and that says a lot because that says, that, for example, we'll never have the advantage of size. We'll never have the advantage of, of price. Um, so in order for us to actually, you know, um, gain our place in the market, um, It's about innovation. It's about how we get the edge based on, on technology, business, commercial innovation, rather than just do the same thing, but cheaper, stronger, or faster. Less waste. We didn't, spoke, we didn't speak about climate, but it, it, yeah, it's but again, present. That, it, it, it is, but less waste, again, if it's 10% less waste, we don't have a seat at the table. It's about, oh, you guys use water? 
it's completely dry. We don't use 90% of, of the water you're using. No, we're doing it completely dry. Um, it, it has to be significantly different. Otherwise, we don't have a seat at the table. And and to be honest, we're not we're not interested in a seat at the table. We want to be at the head of the table. So this is why innovation is always as as, as top of mind. But what I want to uh, go back to is actually what what I'm uh, you asked me before is about, about long term being present in day to day, and and I think that's how it connects to innovation, not only on the tech side. Um, so in a sense, the the simple answer to that is yes. And our responsibility and our liability in that sense is. Um, to to have a very clear uh, working thesis or hypothesis about the future and build everything at present towards that future. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, this Great. year we want we want examples. Okay, so this year uh, we're coming out with the Apollo. The Apollo is is a new platform. Um, it's a new system that is going to really propel us further um, into replacing analog printing on in the direct-to-garment uh, market. Um, this is probably the third, I would say, generation of that platform that started as the nine seconds machine about eight to 10 years ago. I mean, that's when it started. Why? Because we identified a, a direction we want to go after. So kind of like to, to, to complement what Amir said before, strategy can that cannot change every year. So we have to kind of like really look into the future, create a, a working thesis that we believe in that will hold water for many years because it takes us a platform like that. Again, third generation, bottom line, it took us about a decade to develop. So if our working thesis a, de a decade ago went completely astray, then we ended up with a product that doesn't fit anything. So what we need to do is we really need to identify kind of like the underlying forces that we have um, a strong sense of conviction that are going to remain relevant we can't foresee everything, so you know things are going to change, but they have to be on the edges. You have to update it and not change it completely. Or, by the way, if something really goes uh, the other way around, you need to identify that and say, you know what? Hey, guys, stop it. I made a mistake. It's, it's all wrong. I thought it was going this way, but it's not. It's going the other way around. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's, it's always about having that liability of, yes, this is what I think the future is going to look like. I'm going to be as exact as I can so we know what we need to do but always with the disclaimer I cannot be you know too arrogant as to say no no I'm right forget it and and this is how it's going to be and that's it and and not look at the signs I, so this is the liability I think that that that's you know that is that falls within the strategy domain I would say let's uh, let's develop that for a second because um the you know sometimes it's uh, um, you know we all tend to you know to view strategy as you know the 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 gap or the the distance between defining you know building your thesis of where the market is going what is your vision what is your mission what you're trying to do then translating it into actual execution um, you know we're all very eager to see. Uh, fast movement and things are moving fast. Um, but when you're building, building a company, a sustainable uh, company for the long term, you you always have to remember also that it's it's you know it's a step by step, and it's it, it's interesting. We constantly look back 
um, it's like a great Omer. tension because yeah. you're gonna, you guys are very motivated and you want absolutely you want to go <laughs> forward and tackle the missions and you know and accomplish things and you gotta and run, yet, you gotta run fast yeah. and you gotta um, uh, 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 drive uh, drive growth and you gotta drive fast and um, you gotta keep up with the market. Many things uh, push you to um, to move at high speed. Um, the company. The way the company is built, also on a pragmatic basis, when you look at sort of, um, you know, you wake up in the morning, you have to sell products, you have to build an organization. Um, it's it's a journey, and um, if you take, um, you know, you start looking back all the time, you're like, wow, it's we've we've made some uh, significant things here. Um, look what we've accomplished. Look what we've accomplished, right? Because. Let's take ourselves as an example. You know, we we both have had careers in in other companies as well, so we can give references of of previous journeys we've been in. But specifically on Cornet, only a few years back, we had one product, possibly two products, catering to a certain um, a specific maybe niche with a limited business model and surrounding things around it. And and now you have. A portfolio, and now you have uh, portfolios for two different segments of the market, and now you have not just hardware; you have actually some services and softwares around it. Uh, your go-to-market is on a global scale; a lot of it is direct. Uh, so it's very interesting in the world of strategy, and and that's the fun part I think of Omar and my job. On one hand, we can sit here now and talk to you about. Um, you know, operating system and Cornet 4.0 and, and, and big words about the vision and mission and, and transforming the industry. But um, we can immediately start having a very bottom-up conversation with you of what does it mean, you know, and, and how quickly can you get there and what is realistic and moving from selling a product to selling solutions, which is a journey that Cornet is on right now, right? Not just selling a printer, we're selling more. And all of these things, when you look at it bottom up, uh, first of all, we're very proud, um, and I think uh, uh, it's it's a very interesting and successful journey that the company is going on. Um, and there's still a lot coming ahead, and you know we can see three, five, seven years from now, company will be very different than what it is right now. Hi, and how? Wow, um, pretty much. Every aspect of it, well, um, well, okay. I would say, let's start with who our customers are going to be. I think that we're going to have a completely different customer base, uh, which means that on the back of it, we're going to have a completely different value proposition. Um, I think that the way we build it is we build it in layers, one on top of the other. So it's not going to be shifting completely to a different place. It's going to be added. Uh, so we're going to have... Similar customers, probably to what we have today, but a completely new customer base as well, meaning we're going to have different value proposition, as I said, different products. In order to make those products, we need different people because um, people that build the best um, uh, digital printers on textiles are not the, the same people that build the best solutions for creators to design their, their, their new collections. Um, so I think, and this is where it, uh, where a lot of the work with third party or or, or external resources uh, come into play, because um, I think it sits on on two things. One, there's there's 
I would say a normal evolution of a company when a company when a tech company grows, it's you know it, it grows and it matures. So, as a tech company, you start with tech people, and and it's like okay, whatever problem you throw at me, I'm going to solve it because that's what I do. I solve problems by you know by developing tech. Yeah. That's what you do. Um, and then you get to the point that some of the problems are just don't sit within your domain of expertise, and then you start to understand and you need to uh, bring them from outside, and then you get to the point of like okay. Um, build or buy. That's that's the next one. It's like, and then you understand that if you either build it or buy it, that really narrows down your world because most of the world sits in neither. You can't you can't build solutions for most of the problems out there, and also you cannot buy solutions for most of the problems out there. So the more problems you want to solve, the more creative you have to become with the way you come up with solutions. And this is when you start starting to really uh, develop an ecosystem of how you collaborate with other people, with other companies, with other talents. Um, and that's what we're doing right now. Why? Because we... we and within yourselves. Each one is his doctrine, the, his way of thinking. It, it would, I thought it would be the last question, but I'll ask it now. I, I assume that having said about the Kronit culture, each one of you is very creative, um, straightforward as I see it. Not each not just the two of you, but in general is the culture mm-hmm. of the of Cornet. And I want to understand more about the process, about the way tensions are being calmed in a way, the way you shape each method and the way you think each each one of you thinks. It's very it's a mix, not a, a very challenging mix, I would say, of people. Yeah, it is. I, I would say that. Uh We probably manage it in a very Mediterranean way, but there's always a very, very clear separation. We're always friends. And I think that that's, that's something that is very unique about Cornet. Even when it, when it grew to be quite a, quite a big company, um, it has a very familiar you know, feeling to it. So it has, it's, it's a very close, um, you know, ranks don't, imp- don't matter that much. And it's, it's a very- Hybrid, old, we call it. It's, nowadays it's, we call it hybrid. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, we run on gas as well. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think it's, it's a very open culture in that sense. And I think that, uh, it's super important because, um, we're trying to change so many things outside, um, of, of our ecosystem that we have to change ourselves all the time. And with the rate of growth that, that we've been seeing for the past almost decade, um, It's been, I, I said, so uh, in, in the last eight or nine years, we grew about 20, 24%, 25% CAGR. Uh, that means that we uh, about doubled our revenue every three years. It's a very technical, right? But if you double your revenue every three years, uh, it translates on the softer side of things that you have to be a completely different animal every three years. That yeah. means that you need to completely reinvent yourself every two years and that means that you have to think about it every year <laughs> so it's that journey of really always trying to do something differently is 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 reflecting on all of us personally i think and it's and, and it's very clear you have you can see the similarities of people that work at corny for for longer periods of time you make the world a greater place and it was a great conversation thank you thank you very much to you both Thank you. We enjoyed being here. Thank you.